We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, eight months, and 25 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? I haven't been doing much wizarding this week. <laughs> yeah, you have been very busy. I think both I've been very family-orientated this week, actually. So, yeah, um, uh, there's obviously lots to talk about out there. Um, I'm just going to go with the flow. I'll probably put one or two things in because I did have a, a sneaky odd look at COP28 because that's been going on, hasn't it? And what... It has, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and to be honest with you, they haven't actually told us a damn thing. Well, they haven't. Um, <laughs> well, I, I wanted to, I, I was looking at it and um, they had the usual suspects up there, a board of about six introducing themselves, um, talking about, um, what was it on the day? On the, it was uh, about green transport and what they got to do and this. Green and then transport? They, Is this like they're, they're talking about like the electric cars and, and stuff? Is that the green train? Oh, doing things more by train or whatever. It started, I thought, okay, where's this going to go? So then this lady had her say, and then she introduced this other gentleman who then just talked about, well, we've got a COP29 and 30 coming on in such and such year and whatever. Yeah, we don't want to it. talk about everything now. We want to save some of the BS for the next two conferences, yeah. And then, but when they had their say, they had all the press out in front of them, yeah? But there was a lot of empty seats. So obviously it was the invited press. Not everybody could go in. And then they said, well, the floor's open for questions. And it was funny, actually, because the first question was this bloke stood up and he was Oh, yeah, he introduced himself as the part of the Associated Press, bless his cotton socks, and went, is Mr. Putin coming? And if he is coming, are you going to arrest him? <laughs> and I went, um, I was thinking, oh, this isn't what they were talking about. And then one of the, one of the gentlemen said, well, the answer is, uh, we don't know. And if he does, you'd have to talk to a representative for the country that is actually holding COP28. So the Which bloke sat down. The bloke sat down. But the, the funny thing is, yeah, funny thing is, later that day, there was this wonderful video out of this. It wasn't a red carpet. It was more like a grey carpet that led from a plane where Putin was met with a proper guard. <laughs> you know, it was royally walked in, you know, three hours earlier. And I'm giving it, hey, yeah, okay. <laughs> That was the first press question, yeah? So I was waiting. I thought, well, someone's got to come up with something interesting. Oh, what was the second question? Second question was they were talking about car ownership and everything at the board. They were talking about all sorts of the usual rap. But I made a note of it somewhere and because it amused me. It just amused me. Oh, yes. The second question did amuse me, and I know why now, because <laughs> the press person stood up and went, ah, how many private jets brought you all here? What sort of carbon footprint have you got? There was a couple thousand of them that flew in there. And that, those are the uh, ones that were not frozen to the runway in Munich. They were on their way, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I said, shouldn't you be doing these meetings virtually? Oh, man. And and the crap answer you got from it and everything to justify that. They sort of sidestepped it and just went back into the green thing and what people should be doing. And I'm giving it. So, yeah, basically, at the end of the day, they said one for rule for us, one rule for you. And then they actually asked Are there any more questions. And I think there was one other question. Um, 
And it went along the lines of entitlement between them and the ordinary people. And they didn't really get an answer. And at this whole press conference, there were three questions, which went nowhere. And then they got up and left and had a lunch break or something else. Well, they've been very busy, Ned. They they got hungry. You know, they had a lot of tough questions that they had to answer. So they had to, they had to take and a lunch break. And I went break. three stupid questions. Well, not three stupid ones. Three questions. <laughs> the Putin one was a pointless one. The one about virtual meetings and that. Didn't get an answer, just got brushed off. So basically, it was and a facade. It, it just made it just a facade. We've got to do this. La, 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 la. Now it's time for lunch. Who's actually, I'm curious, who's asking them to do this? Because I haven't seen anybody that, that are actually asking. Well, nobody's yeah. <laughs> nobody's no. clamoring saying that, you know, we need to get a bunch of unelected people and, we uh, actually, and celebrities. They need and, to be deplatformed. Of course they, they need do. to be totally deplatformed because this is just this is this, nothing this, but but just nonsensical propaganda at this point. It's it's a laughing stock. If yeah. you don't deplatform them, fine. They should be publicly shamed for what they're doing at the very least, and then that will deplatform itself. Well, I the only just that I got out of this was there's a them and us, yeah, and they've already sat down and booked COP twenty nine and twenty thirty or uh, COP twenty nine and COP thirty, and yeah. So, I mean, this time around, it was held in the UAE, wasn't it? And I do believe there's four days left of it. I think it finishes on the 12th. But this time around, they're focusing on Africa, and that's the biggest worrying point. They're focusing on Africa because I think within, after the first four days of this meeting, there was um, uh, on, what do they call it now? Not Twitter, X. And a yes, lot of the yeah. social pl- and a lot of the social platforms, there were a few Africans actually putting out there that um, we need synthetic fertilizers. We need, and actually, the, the, some of them did a really good presentation, although it was on social media, uh, about yes, we should be entitled to use fossil fuels until we get out of being an LIC to an MIC or an HIC like you, because green energy doesn't work. And it's not going to help us climb out. And they, they did. Um, uh, they even presented proper charts and things of all the stuff that the West uses and what the West is telling them they're not entitled to use because of these climate platforms and green platforms. And they're literally shouting, saying, "We haven't got a climate problem here. We just have a problem with not getting the correct help." And I totally agree with them. I totally agree with them. They've been kept poor. They've been kept in the wrong way. Um, because they were saying, literally, our people are going hungry and you want to push this uh, green energy thing. I mean, there's people that have no electricity. There's loads of people with no electricity. And those that have, actually, <laughs> it was quite amusing because they said, we just have enough power to recharge our phones. I'm giving it. <laughs> so they, they have enough for lighting at night sometimes and to recharge their phones. Recharge their and phones. That's a, that, that's it, and I'm giving it. Well, there's your carbon footprint right there. Yeah, I, I'm giving it. You can tell who's been in here, haven't you? They've managed to sell their phones to a hungry population. That's right. Yeah. Well, as long as you've got that phone, <laughs> right? That's all that matters. Uh, carbon yeah. passports. Uh, you remember me talking about carbon passports earlier in the week? And Marty uh, mentioned them yeah. a little bit yesterday. Carbon passports. Now, this is a quote. Uh, they say that this is a piece that was put out by uh, CNN called uh, The Conversation, which had the headline, it's time to limit how often we can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. Now, they did an analysis on this. Of course, they were, you know, the readers of that article, they were told that record-breaking heat waves, wildfires, and extreme weather events are being driven in part by people that are going on holiday. Now, see, it's your fault, right? You remember the, you remember Greece last year? You're going on holiday? Yes. You remember Greece last year? Do you remember the BBC? They were there and they said that people were dehydrated, so they're given water and things. Oh, Athens and stuff like that. Yeah. And when, well, it was when, a week after well, you got back from there, so. Yeah, and must have actually, been your fault. It did prove a point that go back to the Africa thing that the Red Cross were in Greece giving water out to people in the West instead when they should be over in places like Africa. Africa giving out water. Giving to water to them. They can't charge yeah. their phones, yeah. So they were used. So the Red Cross would be a political, stupid point. Yes. The article yeah. went on to say that the introduction of 
uh, global carbon passports, uh, which would see every traveler being assigned a yearly carbon allowance that they cannot exceed and could, quote, ration travel. This concept may seem extreme, but it's probably a good idea because of how on the verge of collapse the environment is. Quote, boiling temperatures will probably diminish the allure of traditional beach destinations. Okay, so... No, you know what this is designed to do? You've got to actually cause bankruptcy. You're going to cause misery. You take where you call Greece, right? Greece is... Tourism is dependent on it. It's dependent on it between the months of March to October sort of thing, six months of the year. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Then they... And they, they survive on tourism. And they do look after their country. They do look after their olive trees and things like that. And they're not burning down and having all these silly wildfires. Yes, they do get... Yeah, they can get crisps and they can get fires and they do deal with it. Unless somebody goes and commits a bit of arson, you know, and just does whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying they do. I'm saying... It's a possibility. Funny how all of a sudden we've got these. Yeah. But the, these these mad... The movement of the people around the world won't cause your wind pattern problems, your uh, weather pattern problems at all. I'll tell you what might actually cause a bit of strange weather patterns. It'll be your whirly gravestones if you've got them in mass in certain areas. That's actually causing more problems. Ecologically, it's causing more problems to yeah, because like, it's, sea it's life effect, and stuff. It's, it's affecting your hydrosphere. That yes. means your water, your wind, everything. Yes, but they, mean, won't, they will never admit that because of the, the politics behind it. They'll never admit it. Oh, yeah, of course they won't. Uh, the article rounds off. Yeah, the article rounds off by saying that by 2040, we can expect to see limitations imposed on the amount of travel that is permitted each year. And it goes on to say that it will be unusual to see members of, quote, Generation Alpha without a carbon footprint tracker on their smartphones. Every Uber ride, plane journey and trip to the supermarket will be logged in their devices, noting their carbon footprint in real time. Those devices will be in the bin in a bucket. They should. They they are half a step away from being in the bin already. Yeah. The the only thing that I can suggest to people now is, and I I honestly I don't understand why pe- more people are not doing it, is get away from Apple and Google. Get yourself a phone with an operating system that you yourself can control. That's the only thing I can suggest. Even even if they come at you and they say your carbon footprint's this, right? We've just been talking about COP twenty eight, a private jet. Not a pri- a person that uses a private jet to travel halfway across the world. What is their carbon footprint compared to you who just go on holiday once or twice a year? Do you think it's it's massive? It is. They'll massive. be getting left, right, center, doing what they want because. But they they can offset is, it. Yeah, they no, can offset it with money. You can't offset carbon footprint. This is where the law should be. You cannot offset your carbon footprint with money. End of it. Because it's there. Your carbon footprint is there. Money does not alleviate nature, does it? No, but the people that are making this policy and impl- and implementing it on the world believe that it does. So does that count? So, so this carbon's going to disappear because he waves a $100 bill in the air, is it? That's what Gates said, yeah. Is this a carbon extraction device now? These yes, the, the carbon, the carbon, whatever, the carbon capture devices or whatever. It's like Gates saying he's going to bury seventy million trees or whatever, and saying that that's good for the he, earth. He's he's, he's going to bury the actual carbon capture devices. Yes, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So the more ridiculous it becomes, so you get cultures that will actually people will be poorer in the West. They won't have businesses, especially if it's a tourism business. So if you offset your carbon footprint with money, should you then subsidize the people that you're putting out of work? I would say that, uh, me personally, I would say yes, but they're going to argue no, because that's just the cost of doing business. No, because I actually think they'll bring that sort of thing away around to say, well, we're here to help you, but you can only do this, this and this and this. Otherwise, you won't get this. It's part of a whole social structural change. And it's there to actually stop you moving around. It's there to keep an eye on you. It's there just to become part of a hive creation. It's just horrible. The idea, it just sucks. I've had my freedom and I will keep my freedom as far as I'm concerned. Do you want to get on that point? Do you want to get into uh, what the Irish are doing or what they're trying to do uh, before Christmas? I have an audio clip from... What, the government or the people? Well, the government to the people. 
uh, oh, on free that. speech. And yeah, I know. Uh, but I have a clip here from uh, Mr. Schellenberg. I think you mentioned him last week. Uh, something oh. along those lines. Yeah. Is Mr. This, uh, uh, they're not going to go into everything is hate speech and this yes. and everything else. Yeah, that's oh what it's all about. Uh, but uh, Schellenberg makes a good point here. Hang on just a second. Did you say Michael Schellenberger? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, I have some audio here of him talking about it. Uh, and this is what, by the way, this is what they want to do in in every country. They don't want they don't want to just do this in Ireland. This is going to be yeah, everywhere. Th- this is it. They this is why they segmented the meat world media so you don't hear what's going on. So yes. they've got X amount of practice points to see where they can make it work. Now it's just experimental areas. Yes. Well, this is. The, I have to be honest with you. This is quite horrifying, and this this will this will shut people like us down overnight if this were to happen. So pay very close attention to this. It sounds like a Black Mirror episode. The police can enter your home unannounced, search your phone and computers, and arrest you for the things that you're reading, watching, or posting online. If you refuse, you could be sentenced to 12 months in prison. But it's not a Black Mirror episode. It's worse than that. It's real life. At this very moment, the government of Ireland is trying to pass a law before Christmas that will let the police go into people's homes and confiscate their phones and computers. Now, you might think Ireland doesn't matter, that it could disappear tomorrow without much impact. But Ireland does matter. It's the test case for the next phase of the global crackdown by military and intelligence forces and their agents that's been happening over the last seven years. What they used to call a conspiracy theory has now been confirmed as true. Our research has exposed a far-reaching plan by military and intelligence agencies in the United States, Britain, and other nations to subvert the democratic process and engage in activities that have a basis in military techniques and which are tantamount to attempts at thought control. This isn't about censoring the far right. This is about censoring independent journalism. And if you're in Ireland, this is about censoring you. One understandable response to all this is to ignore it and hope it goes away or wish that it won't affect you. And maybe it won't, but our ancestors fought and died for the right to speak our truths, particularly about controversial cultural and political issues. And already we're fighting back and making progress. The Irish government was forced to back off this law once already, and we can make them back off again. Free thinkers in the United States and around the world must stand up now for Ireland. We have to fight the totalitarians over there so that we don't have to fight them over here. We need to send a message to the politicians and the police that the world stands with the people of Ireland and their first and fundamental right. Please share this message and consider donating to a special free speech fund at censorshipindustrialcomplex.org. If we don't act now, our children and grandchildren will look back at this moment and ask why we didn't do more while we still had a chance. So please get involved now and stop this Black Mirror episode from becoming real life. He's right. He is. He's right, because they were politically pushing all hate speech, this, that, and whatever. And they, they stand up and they shout it. You can't. It's amazing that a place like such as Ireland, yeah, that always had its borders open to what you used to call Irish terrorism in support of those that fought Britain, etc., 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 because we were seen as the people that took the freedom away. In some respects, we did. We changed society, but that's what countries do when they take parts of other countries. That's a historical thing. Rights and wrongs aren't there. Freedoms, I agree. Freedom of choice. Freedom of choice. Privacy. You should be entitled to look at whatever you look at. Because if you don't look, if you don't stumble or you will, no matter what happens, we knew that since the internet was created, there was going to be a dark internet. We we knew there was going to be dark places on it. And it's part of growing up that if you stumble across something and you get it, good God, you don't get the chance to speak up against it. You know, just when you go out and have a conversation. Do you know what I did the other day? I was only doing this, looking at this. And for some reason, I did a search and guess what came up? And somebody will chuckle and go, yeah, 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 this, that, whatever, porn, whatever. And they'll, there'll be jibes and whatever. And you'll say, well, no, it was this or whatever. And you talk about it and you get you, you get put across. And then people give it, that's a bit scary or whatever. And then they might say, oh, yeah, what if a kid looks at things like that and says, yeah, well, you, you know how to do parental controls. Do you? No. Well, yeah. And it becomes that social networking of information and growing up and realizing uh, what's right and what's wrong without the nanny state telling you 
because the more you get that nanny state induction, the less people are going to say anything. And that is where we are. And that's where they want you. You've got to have that community, that social networking, those, to talk about things, what's right, to, to even realise what is out there and what is dangerous and what's not dangerous. Not what's fed to you by... Um, you've got to be allowed those freedoms. Okay, you will get people who abuse it and the system... But human nature is dark as well as it is light. And you get all the extremes. But one cannot exist without the other. One cannot exist without the other. But if you get this grey, overbearing idea where you're just a mass of unthinking, freedom-restricted, socially bound group of nothing... Where's that's, that going to end up? That's 2030, according to Klaus Schwab and these these nuts. Is that's what it is? You're going to be owning nothing. You're going to be happy about it. You're not going to have any clothes. You're not going to have any food. You're going to live in a 250 square foot coffin, and that's it. You know, you're going to have a carbon uh, passport to get everywhere, including to buy food, and and that's that's going to be your society. And then, but, as Marty talked come, about yesterday, we're headed towards uh, the Hunger Games. Well, when they come out and say people will be they. The same people that are saying that haven't added the truth of saying we're exempt because people will be exempt. Politicians, those people who, if we allow our governments to actually put themselves above us when they are meant to be our the stewards of our country and our civil servants because we pay for them. Yeah, they're supposed to be an extension of us and express our ideals and voices to other people. It's it's that social structure needs to be rebalanced because it, it's it's going nuts. It is going nuts. It, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's like I said, that that is that is something that they want to pass everywhere. That type of thing yeah, that they're, they they're do. doing in Ireland. And that's like I said, the that digital will shut ID has to not be allowed. That has to be stopped. Full, yeah. full digitization has to be stopped because if it gets to there, we're bollocks. We are. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, don't think it'll get to that point, to be fair. I think I think they'll try it. Don't don't misunderstand. I think they'll try it. But and I, I just I don't think it's going to work. I think it's just going to end in a, in a horrible mess. They're going to keep pushing until there yes. is a, a, a chaotic mass uprising yes. and everything goes. And there's going to be a lot of people hurt. Yes. And they don't care. They do not care. Of course, they don't care. Of course, they don't care. They don't. They, they've this 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 social switch got swung. 2019 2020 the button got pushed and now it's the outcome of this the outcome of this will be an historical change in the humanity's history and it can either go in one or two ways it can either go down the pan and we will we don't achieve what we are capable of or we have our freedoms that enable us to achieve enable us to be different, enable us to actually, I mean, at the moment, all this, people might say, but we, we are different. We've been doing all this diverse thing and whatever. No, that is a social twisting of everything. This is where they've segregated you to say you can identify as whatever you want. Fine, identify as whatever you want. But seriously, people, don't put your hand out. Don't put your hand out and think you can be what you want and there's a bottomless pocket because that is how they will change you in society. This is how they'll change the social norm. They've got you to be, um, let's say, if they can create a mass of people to identify as, I don't know, fish, cat, dog, camel, whatever, and so they're not employable, what are they going to use you for next? Well, the state will support you as long as you do as we ask. And when you get masses of people to that level, you're just being used, man. You're just, uh, you're, you're just another experiment. Yeah, you've got to have a bit and of That's what gender politics this. is all about. You know, this this whole... Uh, yeah, it is. It's a massive group being used. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, if they can split society up in so many different ways, make little promises to all of it, it all leads down one horrible pipeline because there's the, there are no um the, the the moral standings just go with it the ethics out the window because they're getting told they don't need to have them because you can shout at anybody you want and be whatever you want and say whatever and we'll make sure you're okay new nope. personal responsibility a bit of self-discipline it's been it's been eroded Indeed. it's harming it's harming the race it's harming the whole humanity 
Well, it's a, that's the whole point is is that they are they're, they're making sure that we have been intellectually and and strategically stunted. Yeah, but all, I've been all saying you, for all, years. All, that, all you're going to have is a model a, a modern feudal dark age. That's all they want. To be but clear, what happened in history to that? Yeah, it, it's all been swept into the ash heap of history. But nonetheless, I love it when people say they they want a a new world order. I, I love it when people say that they don't want a new world. That's not what they're trying to do here. They literally just want the old world back, like you're talking about. They want to bring back that system of neo feudalistic serfdom. Is what they want. And they they want achieved? themselves back yeah, in charge. And what was achieved out of that? Just oppression. That's all it was. All the, it was all just, all it was the good ideas. All yep. the good ideas are oppressed or whatever, and that will send you to the back end of nowhere because that existed in a time where there were simplistic things. Science hadn't got to where it is now, and the misuse of the tools they have now will be the end of the human race, or be or it'll be the end of the natural cycle of the human race. Um, maybe yes, maybe no. I'm I'm not sure. If, I mean, maybe you could equate it to like the collapse of Rome because that took some time. It wasn't an overnight thing. When Rome collapsed, it was kind of like part of it kind of fell in and then the rest of it just later went with it. But uh, it wouldn't be a, a, a quick thing, I think. I think it would be like a slow bleed over time. But these people are so boring. It's unbelievable. I can't disagree with you. Yeah, but yeah. It's they are just boring. seriously boring. They're actually turning everything that could be into just boring, boring, boring food. <laughs> Boring ideas. It's not boring food. It's no food, Ned. It's not boring food. It's just yeah. What well, you remember the uh, you know the human meat that they want to do uh, in the UK. Uh, yeah, don't don't yeah. don't the immortalized cells. The yes, immortalized that cells and, and then of course you've got them. air protein. That's good stuff. <laughs> tumor burgers. Yeah, mm, and don't forget burger. about the plastic ice cream that we talked about yesterday. That's wonderful. Oh, lovely yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I won't I won't say what Marty said. <laughs> yeah, or the, uh, Bruce and I talked about this uh, about six months ago there was a uh, there's a university in the US that's working on a way to turn these windmills you know those those lovely things that we we can't do anything with uh, instead of burying those in a landfill which is where they go because we can't recycle them they've been talking about turning them into sweets you know like gummy bears and, and things like that well if you can turn all plastics don't get me wrong the simplicity of chemistry and everything is if you break all the structures down, to the basics you can just about rebuild anything one way or another whether it's healthy or not is another thing whether you disguise it or not is another thing but if you look down the basic ideas of what they're doing how long have we known that e-numbers colorings sugar replacements all have some form of detrimental effect on your health if you just use them in the daily use yes they will have it over yeah, a prolonged yeah. period of time yeah so they will have a detriment, and they're just about everywhere. And don't get me wrong, any of these people in the world that say they're vegetarians and everything like that, you can guarantee they're drinking shitloads of fizz and everything else that they want to do, and then you might get an extreme person who say they're a true vegan or whatever. You will have those people. That, but irrespective, within that society, they're even stripping what you like away from you your growing areas, everything is all going to be in control. And I would hate to think what fluids they would be feeding into these plants and everything just to, I don't know. The I, only the, fluid that needs to be going into a plant, my friend, is clean water. That's yeah. the only thing that needs to be going into Natural, a plant. Natural, clean water. Yes. Yeah. There isn't anything better, actually, in a lot of people's lives than their garden that to for them to grow things and eat what they've grown and stuff but you'll lose it all you will lose it all and no matter what happens these people who say green areas this green out with that the slippery slope of where they're going you can foresee a future where they will just use one excuse to actually pave this world from one side to the next and it won't you they because they'll do it as an excuse one way or other, there will be certain areas, but if they deem fit that they've got to build a business somewhere or they've got to build something somewhere, they will pass legislation and put it wherever they wish, no matter what they've been pushing. All they're doing, all, all everything's happening at the moment is they just pushing anything to achieve an agenda. We have to just break these ties. And it's not going to be easy, but it's got to be done in, in, in mass. And we've got to get to the governments to realize that they are 
they've got a country to look after. And these centralised powers like the WEF and the, the WHO, I mean, WHO's been told to go jump already this month because people are realising that they, 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 just, they don't even register as quacks. They're that bad, that lot. You know what I mean? And I do know what you mean. When you've got when you've got uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, well, what's that? Ted Rose, the terrorist up there. When you've got no, him, you, at the... you take and, and the UN. And I'm sorry, people will say, "Oh, all these good charities and that." No, they've had their time now. Local charities within your own towns, within your own countries. Yes, the worst we've ever done to Africa is put all those people under the thumb of the big charities and the UN because they are still poor and we've put so much money into that and they're still there. If you look into, if, if any of you guys have got um, uh, children, teenagers, teenagers doing A-levels and things like environmental sciences and things like that, they will go through the hydrosphere and they'll go through everything to do with the world and stuff. There is some political thing and they do. Climate change does get mentioned in it because that's the political world. But if you look within it, they also make references to companies which you can research that have modular science. Everything's been put into modules now, isn't it? It's all being minimalized, including your nuclear reactors, modular reactors. Now, water treatment plants, yeah? There's um, Siemens AES have, uh, I think there's an, a company called Fluence or something like that, and they... Um, uh, no box or something and anyway they've got these ship sized containers which have fresh water uh, systems for testing fresh water uh, desalination plants they have all three setups with control units and they can be picked up put anywhere in the world and they are low energy use and they've had this science for ages so why tell me why aren't they distributed in areas of need why hasn't the un used all them billions to actually make the world a better place in africa you have got 17 percent of the world's population at least yeah probably closer to 20 percent. probably 20 and yet yeah. but that's a lot of people that shouldn't be in the state of where they are now there's no money there yet to answer your question at least in my humble opinion i don't i don't think there's any money there that's not where the, they they go where the contracts are, are steered to so if there's not a contract that's done if there's not a deal that's negotiated by uh said parties then you're not going to get you're right this type it's of money correct yeah. it's money it's the channeling of it yeah yeah but that also equates to people seen as assets this is the wake-up call and they're trying to, and this is why horrible gits like gates that walk around that place and actually tell them they're the future because he sees each one as a walking dollar sign that is all you are in africa you're his next next vaccine you're his next vaccine id you're his next plan to make money and he it just needs to be people like him need to be sort of i don't know let's think of a excommunicated let's go down a church thing yeah I'd, just let's put just right go. out society well first uh, i would have to just say arrested but you know well yeah but he the i mean i think the indians still a have a warrant out for his arrest don't they i think it's been open and it hasn't been closed forever no but, that's why he doesn't go to india I th i'm pretty sure that if his plane were to touch down on the tarmac he'd be clapped in irons immediately and I think that's why they eventually made that law that basically if any pharmaceutical company uh, tries to lever leverage too much money out of a product, then that patent, as far as India says, becomes null and void and we will manufacture the damn stuff ourselves or find somebody else that will at a cheaper price. So the companies can go jack themselves. And I think that should go for just about all countries. Corporate leverage should be come to an end. It is just far, far... But the thing is, it's only it's only now that I think when we've been bruised and we're starting to hurt that more people are starting to listen. But the death count is still going up. We went through the age during the beginning of the millennia and there were so many people who had it right, but they also got a bit quirky and they went off the rails a bit and went off in different directions. Like, who's that chap that Martin mentions every now and then? David somebody or other, is it? Ike. Is it Ike? David Ike, yeah. Yeah, there's David yeah, Ike. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he started off and then he just went off rails. 
in different directions and then he did. put it into he one went. big melting pot. He became self-destructive. Yeah, became uh, you know, when, when he when he talks about things, I don't want to get into, you know, Big David Ike conversation, but when he talks about don't things... Don't even get I mean, into he, a little one. Well, <laughs> he does, to an extent, he does make sense when he talks, but when he starts getting into like the... Um, like the lizard people, I I just I can't with that. Like that's that's just you know yeah. But the thing is, he's just he's picked up on because there are loads of ancient structures and things like that which have what people used to see as representations of snakes and lizards and things like that, and they just come up with this kooky idea. If they looked into it, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it has been sorted out, and they know where it's coming from and stuff like that. But he hasn't climbed out of it. He's just seemed to have buried himself in it, spouted off, and that's where it goes wrong. From from day one, since this COVID thing's come out, we know that there's been doctors, especially in Canada, been dying, haven't they? There's a big list of them. There's a sight of them. Yes. There's a, there's, there's, like there's a never yeah. yeah. Ten years ago, there was another doctor that died. Now, he was a very – he was a forerunner to – but then again, he was a very strange individual as well. And he got bad named and he did come out with um The way he put things across in some respects was, you could have said was a bit kooky, but he was a very clever man. And he did uh, neuroscience. He did. He went even into medical science because he wanted to know about neurology, medical science, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But people used to pick up on things that he said. You know, like you get what we, in, in, in this country, I call news of the world. It's where when somebody says uh, a paragraph and yet six words will be picked out of it and then taken away and this is what he said it's not a lie but it's not in the right context it's not then right it gets context. twisted then yeah. it gets twisted and a certain doctor uh, and his name was uh, dr andrew malden he was in canada and he died 10 years ago now his sister put out a, a message say he actually committed suicide but it, do you remember um jordan peterson was threatened by um because he's been so outspoken that he should come back to Canada and be reassessed for his to be allowed to be practiced as a psychologist still, remember? And all that stuff was put out there. Yes. And they threatened yes. him. Yes. Well, they did the same to this bloke. They said, well, basically, if you want to carry on practicing, you have to stop saying vaccines are dangerous. And they did a big thing. They said, basically, we'll allow you to practice as long as you say, um, I'm a, I've, got a mental, <laughs> I've got a mental illness. Now, the paper, I just, it just made me laugh. The paper actually said, you've got to say you've got a mental illness that makes you talk about vaccines being dangerous. And he wouldn't. And he used to, because basically, he, he was one of the early forerunners that used to talk about um, uh, capillary damage in the brain and what it can yes. cause. Yeah. And it, and he started to bring things like now it, it's very interesting because if you look at a person's face, you can see a hell of a lot how the eyes are lined up, the mouth and everything like that, and it's all about visual aspects. And this is and there's uh, something like a dozen points within the brain, and when you get capillary damage and stuff like that, it changes the actual physical nerve endings and stuff and how your face is. And then you get mis misdiagnosis and stuff like that, and it just compounds. And it was some of the seminars he did way back when. He was a very fast speaker, and I think that was another one of his problems because the amount of times that uh, as uh, when he was doing a talk, they used to say, "Can you just slow down so we all can understand?" And then he'd slow down, and then then it came across, and it was very interesting. But he was he he was a great, he was one of the really early forerunners. He was only I think he was he wasn't even fifty when he died, and he um he seriously was worried about how vaccines were causing damage to children. And there's so much information out there. Yes, he's been panned like loads of people have been panned by different things. But he knew his stuff, and he was <sighs> I think he had his own problems because um then. I think he also got uh, money help from things and he wrote books and then there's other societies and stuff like that. But yeah, he, he became, he became, I think, eventually um, a victim of his own circumstance. Very intelligent man. He had it on the button, really. And I think you could probably still find some of his seminars if you wish to have a look at them. Some of them are very, very interesting. Um, 
yes, he pushes points forwards, but the actual science of it is it's it's good, and the actual a lot of the evidence he's got in many respects is very very good, and yeah. But um, I only th- I only thought of him because it's it's ten year anniversary, it's a decade since he's gone, and it's like over time you forget about people until somebody raises the point again. He's he's just as well. He's 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 another face, another name that's been forgotten. Yeah, until somebody raises it. Do you remember this person? And one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is it's ten years. Even I had forgotten about him. He'd been put down by the media. He didn't fit into it. He was a counter voice and everything like that. And yet he's gone. And he had so much information, so much purpose. He was uh, he fought for his ideals and his cause. But can you imagine it? If there wasn't one of the one or two people that put a heading up saying, do you remember this guy? He died 10 years ago. With the media control and the social control that's coming. You never hear that. That's not going to happen. No. They will change history and everything will be buried and you'll be fed what they want. And that's what they're doing now. I was going to say they're doing it now. They're, yeah. well, they're, they're doing their damnedest to, to do it now, to, so to those, change everything now. So you're dead, you're gone, or you will be media blacked out if you don't say the right thing. Be very, very wary. If that's the life you want, well, that's the life they're trying to give you. But yeah, that you just made me think then because I, I I saw it the other day. I went crikey, yeah, and I dug up one of his old seminars. And I went, yeah, I remember him, thick cookie, but he he had a lot on the button, a lot on the button, and that was ten years ago. He went twenty thirteen. He went, and he'd been fighting for it for years up to that point. But he was right. All the meantime, the people with money in this world believe in eugenics. Look that word up, people. Eugenics. If you don't understand what eugenics means, look it up. That is what they believe in. And if you want to get and and, and you think with, with a bit of your intelligence and common sense, think, well, how can you cause eugenics? Well, yeah, you could blatantly bomb everybody out of existence if you want. But if you want to end up with a controlled society, you will implement so many controls over such a long period of time. It's a dark hole to look into because one of the one of the big believers in eugenics died last week, didn't he, Mr. Kissinger? Mr. Uh, doctor, doctor. <laughs> How dare you actually give him a doctor Kissinger? Title. Yeah, doctor. right. Doctor yeah. Kissinger, yeah. Doctor, my ass. I think um, I've got that somewhere actually. Where where did I put that? I put because I didn't. We had a talk last Friday on Mr. Kissinger, didn't we? Where is it? I'm sure I put it somewhere. I've got, I've got it hidden somewhere. I have. Because um, he did a talk, didn't he, in 2009 in front of the WHO. Yes, and he was speaking to all of the people that had investments in the uh, vaccine line of, right. uh, of things. Yeah. Yes, I, was, I found it, actually. Famous quote from Mr. Kissinger, everybody. I might make this my last word. I'm not sure. How long have I got left? We're coming up on about 10 minutes left. So, Oh, I've got a couple of minutes then. you got a couple of minutes. Well, here we go. Mr. Kissinger, the most famous bloke, and I did have a talk about him from where all it started. And I do believe you and Melissa had a little chat about him as well. We did, yes. Yeah. And um, But the, this is, a, to me, I, I wrote this down as a famous quote. It, it's basically, he did a speech on eugenics to the who. That is the World Health Organization on February the 28th, 2009. And he said, once the herd accepts mandatory vaccinations, it's game over. They will accept anything, forcible blood or organ donation for the greater good. We can genetically modify children or sterilize them for the greater good. Control the sheep's minds and you control the herd. Vaccine makers stand to make billions. And many of you in this room are investors. It's a big win-win. We thin out the herd and the herd pays us for extermination services. Now, those were his words in front of the World Health Organization. Do you think he got applause for it? Oh, yeah. Yes, I would say he did. Yeah. So, and that on your... 10th anniversary of that speech what happened in 2019 the world got ramped up ready for the coming global vaccination which as a race we so merrily took so yeah that's a, it's a quote i will never forget i nearly kicked myself because i didn't bring it out last friday but it said enough on him 
there are so many people in history that make you itch. And I keep saying you've got to compartmentalize it, but how many compartments can you have with how many different nasty individuals in each one? You must have a few, Johnny. Just a couple, yeah. <laughs> Just a couple Just of a hundred. Couple. <laughs> couple of hundred, a, yeah. A, a mental prison of compartments. It does get quite extensive when you start getting down in that maze, yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And it's it's amazing how you, you then can actually move them all into the usual suspects, can't you, eventually? Yeah, you kind of, you, it's it's like going into a maze, and then when you get to the end of it, you're like, hang on a minute, um, all of you bastards are right here in front of me, you know, I, I put you all over there. It's like Bill Gates, okay? So you take Bill Gates, right, just as an example, <laughs> and you start looking into something. It doesn't matter what it is. Every time I look into something, and I'm, I'm like kicking doors open, I'm like, well, that's Bill Gates. I'm like, all right, well, I'll go over here and I'll kick this door open. I'm like, well, that's Bill Gates. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to kick these three doors up. Well, damn it. That's Bill Gates. This guy's into everything. He's into everything. He's got, he's got his foot in every place. And the trouble is, if you want to survive, you've got to be in a place where he, he isn't. Yeah, because he's trying. Yeah, he's just not good. And it, it, I did not, I did not pick up on it until I saw the only. This is the only thing that gave it away to me when I saw that he had one acre of farmland in New Mexico. That's the yeah. only thing that turned me on to what he's actually doing. And he's after all of the fresh, all of the freshwater aquifers in the United States. All of them, yeah. not one of them, not two of them, not three. All of them. Yeah, yeah, he's got enough of your farmland. It's not even he. He's doing all that. He has all that farmland now, and you know what he's growing on it next to nothing because yeah. we subsidize everything in the u.s so we're actually paying him not to grow anything on it so he might be growing a few things here and there but he's not actually growing in mass like you would expect somebody to do well, so we're actually see, paying him to not grow anything and then he gets the aquifers as a bonus on top of it which is why he's buying it in the first place see this is it this is why i went through the beginning of the people who instigated or helped instigate the european commission and creating of the European economy. And the one country, you know, one of the first countries that actually um, instigated the euro and is now getting that ass bitten off, the Netherlands. Uh, I was going to say, I think it was the Dutch, or uh, uh, my second guess yeah, would have been Dutch. the French. It's the Dutch, and they're getting trampled over left, right, and center. But you tell me, I mean, just a common sense, yeah, we could, I mean, uh, um, me and Marty have talked about the um, effects of fertilizers and everything else. There. But fundamentally, from a, a, a country that actually, they cut all their bloody trees down, yeah? So they ended up with sand dunes. This is what I don't get. People want to cry climate change and they want to save their natural environment and everything. The Netherlands is a man-made environment, is definitely a man-made environment. It is like having a great big backyard. They tend their garden and it's beautiful. And it feeds a lot of Europe. And yet they're trying to cripple it. Or someone is trying to make them cripple it. This is self-destruction. No matter which way you look at it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just the obviousness of, hang on, why would we want to cripple an area that supplies so much food that has turned it into an art form. It's a beautiful place. They cycle their crops. They know how to do it, and they've been doing it for decades. So when they come up with this and this, we'll just make your soil go barren and that. Their soil hasn't gone barren. They've managed it. They're growing things. They're feeding people. Yep, maybe you just don't like farmers because they have money, but their sons have to buy the farms off their fathers and get to keep it in the family. Do you know, Johnny... The Raba Bank was created by farmers to give farmers money originally. Then it became a um, bank, an institution. And now they send letters out to the farmers saying, if the government have their way, your farm's worth nothing. So that means they can't yes. lend you anything. They can't lend you anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you tell me, right, Mr. Gates that's trying to make tumor burgers and all these other synthetic businesses and corporations... How better way to instigate a total different way of feeding the world if they get rid of the Netherlands? Um, I, honestly, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with um, they want to do this uh, the synthesized food. I, I'm gonna go with that. At least that's what I believe is what they're trying to do is they want to do the synthesized stuff because 
Uh, they want to turn, it, it, of course it's not healthy, but they don't care. But they want to go to like all this insect protein and all that stuff and, you know, all, all that air protein and everything, that, that garbage, that breaking down plastics and everything else. That's what they want to do to replace it because they want to do that tri-state city. And the hub of that is going to be in, in the Netherlands, if you recall. Yeah. Oh, they've put that there just to make sure it's an excuse to get rid of it. Well, yeah, it's an excuse to get rid of it. Yeah, that um, could be anywhere. Did you, yeah, it could be anywhere, but that's that's where they've chosen to put it. Uh, but have you seen this? This is um, this is what the French farmers are doing this week. Oh, that's all manure, oh. by the way. Oh, they're following uh, what the Netherlands did, did they? Pretty much, yeah. They're they're doing the same thing. They've put restrictions and quotas on nitrates and fuel costs and and the rest of it. So oh, it's just bloody. It's stupid. It is. But this is what it, French it, farmers are up to just, this week. Just, yeah. You see, the thing is, everything within the, the farms, like in the Netherlands, that are government regulated. They can't move their crop rotation, their herds, all the numbers is all worked with the government. Everything. So basically, uh, is that just silage they're putting on them tires? That's that's all manure. That, that that's, that's out in front of the government buildings. Yeah, that's silage. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> that's disgusting. It's, it's, you got to give them credit. You know, uh, it's, uh, what yeah. else can you do? It's, I tell you what, and I Bruce you, and I were kind of wondering. That, that that is that stuff stinks. Oh, it does. Well, Bruce when, and I were when, you're, when you're actually what we call muck spreading on the old um, yeah muck raking yeah, yeah 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 muck spreading on the old fields and that and it just drifts for miles yeah. doesn't it? But Bruce yeah. and I were kind of wondering just what kind of programs they have and who's responsible for cleaning all that stuff up. Well, that come out of taxpayers' money. Of course it does. Yeah, but I tell you what, the no, yeah, the people have got every right. It gets to a point where the people are doing that. Yeah, there's something wrong. But this is what they want the people to do. They want the craziness of society. They are trying to bring a dark. We we cannot a dark age. We cannot afford to get put into a, a dark age where you get that two tier system because those gits and if it all falls to pieces, you forget so much and it changes you for the worse. Yeah, it changes fast, it takes, so you don't it, remember. You, it, you, you, you can't, it'll take you can't so much to climb out of it. Yeah, to climb back out of it would be just it, the cost. The price is just not worth it. Right. Uh, we are we are coming up on time here. Do you have any final words, or have you said it all? <laughs> I don't know. I think I've just gone on from one thing to the next because it's just it's compounding. It is it's compounding, and we've got to be wary. But we have to do take some time out. But we still have to keep our finger on the pulse. But it's getting closer to Christmas. I mean, like I said, I had to spend time family and this. Yeah, this is the season to actually get together and meet together and remember people, remember ties. And just just a thought. If you're out and about in this next week, people, pick up a little nondescript thing, wrap it up as a present and just leave it on the Christmas tree. And if somebody comes to the door that's unexpected, there's a present for them. Yeah. And just give it freely. And I say, oh, it's nice to see you. And say, there's a present on the tree for you. See what happens. It's a good start. It is. And uh, we're hoping to have a, uh, unfortunately, Bruce is not going to be here for one of the last round tables of the year, but uh, we will be having um, uh, Marty and Ned's uh, round table, fruitcake round table. <laughs> Uh, we'll be burning a Yule log, I believe, as well, uh, and oh, drinking from right? a. Yeah, <laughs> I believe we will at some point. So we're going to do that sometime, probably after uh, after next week, because a few of us have some things that need to be done before the fifteenth. So uh, it'll be during the time that we have some some free time before the holiday. So the holiday. Yes, that's the holiday. very American. It's very it is. American. I know. The holiday. Well, it's it's Christmas, holidays. Man. It's Christmas. It's, yeah, and then you got Christmas. New Year's after that. Yeah, and all that. Stuff. Yeah, I know. Right. See you next week yeah i'll do my damnedest very good all right that'll do it for us for today thank you for being here today my friend thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone and have a great evening good night